Hey, everybody. I'm John Dwoskin, an executive advisor and business coach. I work with successful business people who are stuck and want to take their company to the next level. Today, though, get ready to grow your business big, very big. In just a few seconds, you'll meet a dynamic business owner, executive, or salesperson willing to share the best practices that fuel their growth and success. Each interview is no more than 15-ish minutes long, so you can quickly learn effective tools to put into your business today. Please listen with new ears, and let's get to learning, let's get to growing, and let's get to thinking big. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, and thanks for taking time to listen to the Think Big Movement podcast. I appreciate it. I'm excited to have my guest on today, Scott Marcus, who is the principal in the real estate uh, development firm of RSM Development and Management. He also... uh, uh, bought the rights for Orange Theory in Michigan, and it is exploding uh, uh, around the state. And it's an incredible workout. And he's going to talk about how he has grown that franchise throughout Michigan, as well as his real estate company. Uh, Scott, it's great to have you on the show. I appreciate it. Fill in the gaps and tell us more about you. And uh, we'll take the conversation from there. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. And glad to join you. Yeah. Um, I uh, actually was originally uh, a lawyer and decided that being the client would be a little more fun than being the actual lawyer. So I um, practiced law for about a year and then decided to uh, jump into the real estate development business and have been doing that for about the last 17, 18 years and having an absolute blast doing it. And then, um, always entrepreneurial. So decided about three or four years ago, found this incredible fitness concept that I, I just love myself. And, um, I said, I got to bring it to Michigan. I think it'll do great. And if I don't do it, someone else will. So decided to bring that franchise to Michigan and ended up buying the uh, area development rights for the entire state. And we've been growing ever since. So we've got 11 locations currently open. I own four of them. And then there's probably going to be another uh, six or seven, I'd say, in the next 12 months to 18 months. You know, that's Scott, that's incredible. And I just want to touch on a, something that you said, a couple of things, but, uh, but, but start off with, you said, you know, I found Orange Theory and I thought to myself, I got to bring this to Michigan. I think so many entrepreneurs and so many just non-entrepreneurs will say that, will think that, but actually not take action on that because maybe it's too much of a, of a risk and too much work. You know, what was the, what, what was your, how did you dive in and just take the risk to something that was unknown and not even in Michigan? That's a great question. I think part of it is that over my life and especially over the last 20 years, I've always looked at different concepts or different businesses. And so and had never really done anything. Um, I really wasn't in the market to go buy a franchise or get involved with it. But when the right opportunity came, I had looked at so many just in passing um, that when I saw it and I saw the brand, I sort of was ready and knew that it would be what it is. Um, And so my first reaction to it was, I love it myself. And to me, that was the most important thing. It wasn't about necessarily making money. It was, I believed in the concept and I believed in what the brand um, delivers to the customer. You know, that's so important when you say that, because I think uh, so many people get in it initially for the money and they're calculating it for the money, not the passion and the belief and how it's in alignment with them and what they want to do 
and the vision that they see. So I, I, I love when you look at that because it's it's a big investment of money. But then for you to for you to say and for the, for you to think, well, it's not about the money. You know, to me that that tells me that you know that if you do it and it feels right, the money will follow. So can you can you just kind of touch on that for a minute because I think it's a really important concept. Absolutely. For Orange Theory, a big part of our success is our culture and our culture with our staff and our members. And that's what I fell in love with in addition to the workout. And so for me, my directions, is it's always been about the passion that I have for whatever I decide to do. So I didn't have passion to practice law. I had passion to for real estate. So rather than follow the money, which I at the time would have made more being a lawyer, I decided to take the jump and follow a passion instead. And really the same thing with Orange Theory. To me, it was um, fitness is a passion. The culture was a passion. Um, and I think when you do that, the money sort of follows and you don't have to um, look for the money and then and then worry about the passion. If you follow the passion, I think the success comes afterwards. Right, right. You you invest and you bet on yourself. And, and absolutely, yeah, and then it uh, and then the money follows because you're loving what you do, and it doesn't even feel like work. Probably, I would, you know, I would imagine you feel does it does not, my days do not feel like work. I have to admit, right? It becomes like a hobby, pretty much. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so I, I want I have a couple more questions about Orange Three, but talk to talk to me about RSM development and management. So let's talk about the real estate company. So we started um, about you know, again, 17, 18 years ago, and pretty much just acquiring different type of uh, office, medical, industrial properties, developed some medical properties in the mid 2000s. And we also created a management company that we operate day to day. So now we've accumulated a little over a million square feet and 3000 apartments. And we operate those on a day to day basis. All of our real estate, um, our deals are all syndicated, so we we have uh, partners or investors that we that we include. Most of these are small private investors in Michigan, and have been with us for a number of years and and trust us. And so that's um, that's pretty much how the real estate business operates on a day to day. Nice. I mean, you built a, a phenomenal company there as well as Orange Theory, and I think one of the common themes. Is if you're gonna to run a million square feet in the apartments and to run Orange Theory, uh, you know to do that so you can uh, not uh, so you can enjoy the business is put the appropriate people in place to help you run the businesses. So can you talk a little bit about that as far as um, how you how you get the people to support you to work with you um, to basically be able to delegate so you can run the company and grow it effectively and efficiently. Yeah, absolutely. For for us, RSM has been built upon relationships and the relationships with our subcontractors has been huge. Most of them have been working with us since the beginning. And so we can rely on them to go get the job done or treat our tenants the way they should be treated. Um, and then within the RSM staff, um, I've got some great property managers that really deal with the, the day-to-day of each property and an in-office staff that deals with a lot of the accounting for us, I, what we created was not a gigantic company. It's fairly small, relatively speaking, but um, it also allows me to still know what's going on, not micromanage, um, which I try and do less and less of uh, each year, but it, 
definitely, I know, I know what's happening and I know the major issues and, um, I, I still know all the tenants by name. So it's, it's a good balance. Um, for me, I'm very lucky to have, um, a good group of property managers that, that, that do a great job. Great. Um, you know, I, I always say business is easy. People make it difficult and, uh, the management of people is sometimes can be very challenging. So, uh, you know, any, any secrets about, about that as far as maintaining that and, you know, not having to it take up too much of your time? Any? Well, I think one important thing for me has been that I trained them the way that I, to really think like me and to do things the way that I like them. So I invested that time early on um, when everybody started working for me. And now they pretty much know what I would do in different scenarios. And they know how I would um, maybe fix something or replace something and deal with tenant issues. So it, they really do think real time with me, which is um, really makes it much easier for me. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I'm in a lot of companies and I think there's a big flaw in not taking the time uh, to teach people that, to do the upfront training, to not teach them how you think. And then also, so so the fact that you're doing that is so important. You know, a lot of times people bring people in and they just say, you know, go, figure it out. And not that there's not some element to that. It's important to do that too. But to take the time to train and spend time with people, kudos to you because it is, it is so important upfront, not after a year or two when you realize you've made that mistake. Absolutely. So, I mean, kudos to you and and well done. I just, I, Scott, I want to go back for for one second and talk about because I think a lot of times people are in uh, careers where they're just not happy, and for some reason, I hear it a lot with attorneys. But you know, how did you realize? <laughs> how did you realize? Well, I hear a lot of times, I went to law school, but I never practiced law. Or I went to law school and I practiced law for a year. But what what got you to really just make the jump? You know, you're making a lot of money. There's a lot of people out there who are listening right now who are making a lot of money, but they're not happy. They're not passionate, but they're stuck. Whether it's from golden handcuffs or just complacency, you know, give them a tip on how how you made the jump. Because it's, it's, it's so important to fulfilled life. Well, I think for me at the time, the advantage I had is it was before I was, um, uh, I had kids and I had a wife that worked and was successful. So that was a major part of it. And I hadn't, um, I, I, my life, I didn't start spending money as if I was going to be a lawyer all my life. You know, I lived pretty well below my means and so the fact that I was going to give up this job, it didn't really affect me. And I think if you compare that to somebody who's been in a career for a long time, spending pretty much what they're making with kids in college or, you know, kids in school and, and, uh, and a full family, it makes it much more challenging to go and take that plunge. So I think it's important to put yourself in a position financially to be able to take that jump. So that might mean that you live below your means for a number of years so that you can save up money or if you're making less than you are now, you're okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a mistake people make and have made over the years in, in different industries. Yeah, that is, uh, that is really smart thinking and to, you know, to, to slow it down a little bit and slow down your spending and, uh, and just plan it out appropriately. 
Well said. Well said. Thank Scott, you. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah. So, Scott, tell me, uh, you know, what's, you know, is there one uh, article, podcast, piece of wisdom, uh, you know, book, something, you know, one piece of uh, advice in our last couple minutes together that you can share with anybody that had a big impact you, on your life? You, you know, for me, what I, my work ethic, I, I would put up against anybody and, and I've pretty much done that. Um, ever since college and law school. But for me, I found success. Um, believe it or not, it's, it's, it's sort of funny, but I think working Sunday nights, getting ready for the week, the phone's not ringing, emails aren't coming in. And so I really find that, that when I can get in on a Sunday night for a few hours, make sure I'm set, make sure my staff is set for the week. So they come in first thing Monday and there's, you know, really a list of things for them to do or I've responded to all my emails so that Monday morning the ball's rolling. Um, I find that to start that Monday um, really hitting the ground running really works well for me. And I really, for all my staff, I, I don't necessarily tell them they have to work weekends, but it's definitely uh, makes Monday much easier if you've, um, you know, if you've caught up a little bit over the weekend. Right. Take time to prepare, which most people don't, find the space to do, but so critical, uh, in, in making your week that much easier. And for me to work, you know, two hours on a Sunday night is like working four hours on a weekday. Yeah. I'm not interrupted. So, um, and usually for me, I, I just do it after the kids go to bed and for a couple hours and have a glass of wine and catch up and I'm ready to go. Nice. Scott, before before I let you go, I just want to talk to you about work-life balance because I know that you are uh, active in the Jewish Federation. I know you're active in real estate committees. I know you're active in ORT and other organizations like the NOIPG Forum. So can you just kind of talk about the, the work-life balance and the importance of, of, of doing a little bit of that? So pro- probably my um, one of my most challenging parts of my life right now um, with with the multiple businesses happening and the fact that it's not work for me. Sometimes there's, I, I have a tough time drawing that line of when does it shut down and, mm-hmm. and when is the focus on family? So I'm trying to get better at it, trying to keep my phone um, at arm's length and, and not respond or not check all the time. But I do find that it, it's really important, especially for my kids to know that I've shut it, shut it off. But I'm still working at it. So work in progress. <laughs> like, like most business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, yeah. Well, um, I can tell you, I uh, have done Orange Theory workout for a, a long, long time, and I am appreciative for you bringing it to Michigan. Uh, I've also known you, known you for a long, long time and know what a hardworking uh, individual you are and how committed you are to not only business, but also your family. So... Um, thanks for doing what you do and, uh, any closing remarks, uh, and tell people how to get a hold of you. Uh, my, my only real piece of advice, really two things, always have a five and 10 year plan, know where you're going. You're not going to get there unless you have it. Mm-hmm. So think about it, brainstorm about it, set it in motion and you should always have it. So in two years, the plan might change, but at least you've got that five or 10 year plan. And always happy to talk to anybody. So um, I can be reached via email, marcus at rsmdevelopment.com or um, my office, 248-645-2600. I'm always happy to help any 
young entrepreneurs or, or anybody interested in following their passion. You're a good man, Scott. I appreciate you being on the show, and I appreciate you sharing your wisdom and thoughts and best practices with everybody. Thank you very much. Great, John. Good to be with you. Thank you. All right, Scott. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to the Think Big Movement podcast. For show notes and links to anything we talked about, please visit johndwaskin.com. For additional best business practices, you may enjoy my latest book, The Think Big Movement. Grow your business big, very big. Lastly, if you want to talk to me about advising and coaching your business, please email me, john at johndwaskin.com. Text or call me at 248-535-7796. Have an amazing day, an amazing week, and as always, think big.